Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for being everything. Everything to me. You're so amazing. You're everything. So Lord, touch right now in the name of Jesus and the power and authority in that name. Lord, touch right now and allow your presence to be felt in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we love you so much for this great opportunity to share your message. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. He's everything to me. Everything. It's important uh, for us to understand that Jesus is everything, J.D. He's everything to me. Everything, right? And so we, when God wanted to change the world, he sent us Jesus. The manifestation of Jesus is the manifestation of God. God wanted us to be empowered to do his work, his work of love. Everybody say work of love. The true manifestation of his power is God working through you to help transfer his power in the life of people so they'll know who they are to him. We need to know that God loved all of us so much that he's willing to sacrifice his only begotten son. He said, whoever believes in him will not perish. Everybody said, will not perish. But they will have eternal life. In Acts chapter 1, in verse number 8, go to the next slide, D'Angelo. He said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit, and this is important, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, he said, and you will be my witness. All of you guys will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and ends of the earth. You will be my witnesses. When my power is downloaded in you, when you believe that I'm in you, when you believe with all your heart that, that I'm residing in you and no weapon formed against you will prosper, then you will be able to be my witnesses everywhere you go. Everybody say everywhere. everywhere. The world will know that God is alive because of you. You will manifest his power not only in your life, but also in the life of people you come in contact with and the people you influence and the people you impact. Go to the next slide, D'Angelo. This is important. So in Mark, listen to what he says. He says, and these signs, everybody said these signs. These signs will accompany those who believe. Everybody say believe. You have to believe in your heart that God is inside of you. 
you have to believe it so much that it takes over your life. Right? He says, and these signs, the manifestation of the power of God will be manifested in your life. He said, these signs will accompany those who believe. He says, in my name or in my authority, everybody say my authority. They will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. He says, the enemy will come, but you will have the power over the enemy. It doesn't matter what Satan try to do to you, what he bring up against you, no weapon formed against you will be able to prosper when you believe that God is inside of you. You have to believe it in your mind, in your innermost being. You have to believe it with everything inside of you that God is working in you. You have to believe it, right? Uh, if you don't believe it, you won't be able to deal with these demonic forces. Satan is coming. He's going to ramp it up. He's going to hit you in your families. He's going to hit you in your finances. He's going to hit you on your job. He's going to hit you in the community. But no weapon that he brings against you will be able to prosper when you believe. You have to change the way you believe. You have to believe so much that I'm willing to turn my life over to him. So I can really manifest who he is and his power. He said, you'll be able to drive out demons. Now, watch what he says. And they will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it would not hurt them. Not at all. He says, they will place their hands on the sick people, and they will get well. Now, listen to me. It's important to let you know that it doesn't matter what the enemy does. It doesn't matter how poisonous he thinks he is. The venom will not affect you. You have to believe that the power of God is greater than any illness, any sickness, any financial situation. Here's the thing. If you believe, you have access to all the healing power. You have access to all the financial power. Right? Right? So you don't have to worry because God is trying to manifest his power to you. He's showing you most of you all have the testimony. You just won't tell it. That I knew it was God because there's no way I would have been able to get through what I got through if it wasn't for God. He may not come when you want him, but he's never going to be late. He's always going to be right on time. When you think there's no hope, God says, I'm there. He said, if you go in the pits of hell, he said, I'm going to be there with you. He said, whatever you're going through, I'm there, but you have to believe it so I can manifest my power in your life. You have to understand that he's greater than anything you can come up against. Right? And you got to remember, he's always going to work through people. He'll make your enemy your footstool. There's a story uh, uh, in the Bible about a young man by the name of Joseph. Jo you all right, girl? I see you. All right. We, uh, 
It's important, uh, this Joseph story, because Joseph was a young man, Adele, that his family was jealous of him, but he knew that he was anointed. He believed in his mind that he was anointed. And his dad had made him a coat of many colors. And, and he was anointed. And even though um, he was anointed, the enemy still tried to attack him through his family. He didn't do anything wrong. He lived a righteous life, and the enemy tried to destroy him. But what the enemy meant for bad, God meant for what? Good. Right? And he allowed Joseph to be in bondage for 40 years. He allowed his brothers to put him uh, in a pit and, and sell him off to some travelers. He ended up going down in Egypt, and in Egypt he ended up getting put in prison. And it seemed like his world was upside down, and, and he had favor with the king, and then the king's wife was in love with him and tried to get him to have sex with him, and he wouldn't do it, and he ran from her because he had so much respect for God first and then the king. She grabbed his garment and ripped his garment and told him that he ran away, and she grabbed his garment, and the king put him back in prison. What they meant for bad, God said, I set you up, Joseph, so you can deliver the children of Israel in a time of famine. When you read the story, <coughs> the story is so powerful because Joseph was put in prison for the very reason that God wanted them to know who he was. He was put in prison so God can show them in the midst of a famine, I'm a deliverer. So their brother, they put in and they sold off into slavery. God used him to go down in Egypt, be over all the grain. In the midst of the famine, they went down there to try to get some grain. And who did they run into? Nobody but their brother Joseph. They thought Joseph was going to be angry, but Joseph said, no. No, you meant it for bad, but God meant it for good. God wanted to do this because he wanted to deliver and save the people. God saved you so he can save somebody. The manifestation of his power. Go to the next slide, D'Angelo. Now, this is important. Right, hear, me, hear me well, all right? Uh, now, this, uh, please don't miss this. Then he said to his disciples, anyone who accepts your message is also accepting me and accepting my authority. And anyone who rejects you is rejecting my authority or rejecting me. And this is important, he tells his disciples. Then he says this, and anyone who rejects me is rejecting God. So, so when you operating with God, you get to see the power and the manifestation of God. So when someone is, when you're living for God and you know you're living for him and, and you work, people are going to reject you, but they're not rejecting you. They're really rejecting God because God is working in you, through you, and as you, right? And you have to understand that and believe it so much. So when the enemy comes to try to discourage you and make you think you're nobody, or he try to put things in your life to try to destroy you and make you feel like you're less than. I want you to know you're more than. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. The world is those who don't know who God is. But you know who he is. And the problem that we run into now is we have so many people coming to church, but they don't believe. 
They come because they're supposed to come, but they don't believe, they don't realize who they are. You don't realize that you are part of a kingdom and your king is in charge of everything. Right? You don't have to lack for anything. I don't have to beg anybody when my father is the king. I don't have to worry about housing because my father owns the houses. I don't have to worry about food because my father owns the food. I don't have to worry about a job because it's his company. Right? So I don't have to worry about any of those things. And he wants to show you who he is. He wants to manifest his power. What he wants you to do is believe in him so much that you're willing to give your life to him. So when the enemy come and tell you, you can do it this way, you can be slick. And you can and go this way uh, and try to go around and think you can run a hustle. Or you can run game on somebody because uh, you think you're smart. God says, listen, you're working against the person who blessed you with the intellect that you have. He said, I'm working inside of you. He said, you know I'm doing it because every time you get ready to do something wrong, I tell you it's wrong. And I tell you, please don't do it. Uh, the end result is not good. right? But the enemy tells you to go ahead and do it. You can get away with it. And then later on, you're crying because you wish you hadn't done what you did. You wish you had gave it all over to God and did it his way. But I want to show you something that's, that's important. Right? Now, uh, go to the next slide, D'Angelo. Now, uh, now, Camilla, I love you. All right? Camilla told me, she said, Pastor Duran, she didn't tell me, she told my daughter. She said, somebody need to um, uh, view his slides, man, before you put him up there because he makes so many mistakes. A and I did it again. <laughs> so it's really not Matthew chapter 15, it's Matthew chapter 25. <laughs> Amen? So go to Matthew chapter 25. So when you take a screen picture, so make sure you put... 25. And, and then I'm, I'm about to cut across the field. This is really, really good. Now you get to see the manifestation of God's power. Now listen to me. This is important. Hear me well. Every time you look at somebody, I want you to realize that you're looking at God. Hear me well. Every time I view somebody, every time I, in, every time I encounter somebody, I got to realize that I'm looking at God in a person. Right now, I got to see them like that because if I don't, I'm going to treat them like they're something else. Right? But if I realize who they are, and let me, I better read it to you so it makes sense so I won't keep you here all day. All right? Here's what he says. In Matthew chapter 25 and verse 34 and 35, Jesus is about to have a conversation. I want you to hear me well. This is good, Shaq. Really good. The king will say to those, now he's about to wrap this thing up. This is good, Denise. He's about to wrap it up, and he's about to call all us in for a nice little conference. And he's going to sit down, the Erica, and he's going to talk to us, and he's going to explain something to us. And he's going to show you the manifestation, his power, and what his power is all about. Right? Now he's about to manifest it. Watch this here. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, and he's going to divide. I got people on the right-hand side of the church, and I got some of you all on the left-hand side of the church. Now, right now, you're just here for demonstration purposes only. Right? So don't get mad if you're on the left. <laughs> then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, 
and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. Now, listen to me. This is important. I don't want you to miss this here. He says, when I was hungry, you fed me. Oh, hold on. No, I didn't. I just fed Tasha. He said, no, you didn't feed Tasha. You fed me. You know, you, you thought Tasha was hungry. You thought Tasha was homeless. You thought Tasha didn't have where to go. No, 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 no. That was me. That was, uh, that was me. All right? The, the person you encountered in the grocery store, that was me. He said, that the person that you encountered um, uh, down the street, down the block, that was me. The person that you cussed out across the fence. It was me. He said, but I want to thank you all so much because you guys took the power of God in your life. You believed it so much. You followed and you showed the manifestation of my power as I was working in the life of you. You showed it by the way you treated people that had less than. He said, that was the manifestation of my power because you could have kept it but you didn't keep it. You looked out for him. He said, thank you so much. Now listen to him. Now go to the next verse. Right? Look at 36. He said, I was naked, and you gave me some clothes. Now listen to him. This is God talking. No, God don't wear clothes. Yes, you do. You know, because I know we, because we want him to be up there. That's the problem. We want God to be out there somewhere so that we can get away with a whole lot of stuff. He said, no, that person right there that you're sitting next to, the person that's in line with you, the person that's working on the line with you, the person that's coming to the bank, the person that's going to the grocery store, the person that's waiting on you, he said, that's me. So be careful how you talk to me. Right? He says, uh, I was naked and you gave me some clothes. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Right? Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and fed you? Right? He said, or oh, thirsty and you gave and gave you something to drink. Go to the next verse. Or oh, a stranger. Now watch this here. And show hospitality. When, Lord? When did it happen? Or oh, I was naked and you gave me. He said, when? He says, when you did it. Or when did we ever see you sick or in prison or and visit you? He says, and this is verse 40. And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren and sisters, you did it to me. The, 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 the manifestation, of you didn't even know. They, now, listen, these are the righteous ones. They didn't know. They were just doing it. He said, I do, let me tell you when you was doing it. He said, the manifestation of me operating in you, you showed it, and you manifested my power when you showed the love when you didn't even know who they were. When they was on, when they was on the lowest point, you came along beside them, and you helped them out. Uh, they needed something. Some of you all have so much, and you refuse to give up anything over here. Right now, he said, but I want you to know, uh, thank you for being so wonderfully made and so much love came through you. How you touched the life of people. Right now, go to the next verse. Look at verse 41. Then the king will turn to you on this side. 
right? Um, he would turn to those on his left and say, away with you, you cursed ones, into eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. He said, there was something, uh, this enemy who thought he was slick, I got a place for him and you going with him. You've been coming to church, you're playing church. You serve me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. He says, I gave you my power and you refused to manifest it because you thought it was about you. He said, I was hungry and you didn't even feed me. I was thirsty and you didn't give me a drink. He said, you had more than enough, but you refused. You'd rather throw your food in the garbage, let it stay in the freezer so long and throw it in the garbage rather than give it to somebody. I have more than enough resources, but I won't help nobody. I just won't help because that's mine. They should have got their own. It's on them. They should have worked like I worked. Go to the verse 43. Go to the next verse, D'Angelo. Right? He says, I was a stranger, and you didn't invite me into your home. Oh, man, you get to be. This is for uh, people that are 60 and 65, uh, Denise. Uh, he said, you, you got that beautiful fern with plastic over it. <laughs> and you won't let nobody sit on it. I knew they'd laugh on them, but they remember those days. Don't you go in that living room. He said, I was naked, and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison, and you didn't visit me. Some of you all uh, got so much, you said, man, I'm not giving you nothing. By your own, right? Uh, uh, I spent all my money. You don't even wear it. You got so much stuff in your closet, you don't even got enough room for it. You got suits you never wore. You got clothes with tags on it. Shoes you never, you, they just cute. You just want to let everybody know you got some heels. Girl, I got so many shoes. You don't even wear them. You can't wear them because you can't wear them. I'm going to leave it at that. Verse 30, 44 says, then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked, or sick, or in prison, and not help you. Go to the next verse, right? And he will answer you. I tell you the truth, right? You refuse to manifest my power, right? Watch what he says. When you refuse to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. You're going around telling everybody, man, I got a prayer life. I'm so devotional. The Lord is so good to me. I spend so much time, and thank you, Lord. God is good. You got your prayer closet. You got things on the wall with scriptures and everything. You're so deep, but you won't do nothing for nobody this way. Yeah, you, you're super deep. You want the world to, to thank you somebody, right? And you're going around thinking, all right, God says, listen, quit playing with me. He says, quit playing. He said, I don't have time for that. He said, I got people out here that are struggling. He says, and nobody should be in lack. Go back and read it. He says, when I gave them fields, I told them, don't you even, don't even touch the edges. Because I got some people who are going to be in lack, and they got to go around the edge, and they're going to be poor and leave something for them. He says, because I don't want anybody to be hungry. He says, listen, there's nobody should ever be without clothes. I told my wife, I refuse to sell something. My wife, I, 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 I give it away first. I said, you ought to sell it. I can't sell it. 
I, I feel like I'm doing an injustice to God if I sell some clothes. I don't care what I pay for it. Uh, I, I think it needs to be given to somebody who don't have. Right? Uh, because that's important. So you need to empty your closet out. Right? Now listen to this. It's important. He said, you refuse to help me. Everybody said me. Now, uh, I'm going to wrap this thing up, and then we're going to pick it up a little later. But watch verse, no, watch John. Here's John, and I'm going to wrap it up. Everybody said the manifestation is power. He said, a new commandment I give you, love one another. Right? Why do he say love one another? Because here's the manifestation of it. The love, the reason why, because it's me that you love, and it's not them. He says, me that you love. Don't judge nobody by the color of their skin or by the size of their waist or what they look like. You judge somebody because they're heavy and you skinny, right? Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, I, weighed, I was weighing 300 pounds. I had my knee hurt. And somebody said, no, you need to lose a little weight. You know, you won't have so much weight. Sister Knox weighed 10 pounds and her knee hurt. <laughs> it ain't got... So you can't judge nobody by, don't quit judging people by what they look like because God is in their life. You got to see people like God see them. Right? Now, so, so that, that's important. He says, a new commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. He said, the true manifestation of my power is love. Now watch this here. He said, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciple if you love one another. He says, if you get your mind right and believe that I'm in you, he says, and you're willing to take what you have and share it with someone else. Read Acts chapter 4. I called a brother up on the phone, uh, and he was struggling with some stuff. I said, listen, bro. I said, man, let us do something. No. I said, listen, but that's the church, though. I said, I remember when, when people were struggling, you was helping them. I said, now is our time to help you. Amen. Right? So, because the church, he said that nobody was in lack. Nobody. He said, those who had homes sold it so the ones who did not have would have something. Right? And that's the true manifestation of his love. Now, so when he sits you down and he says, uh, uh, I was hungry. And did you feed me? I was naked. Did you clothe me? You said, no. He said, no, they think they somebody. They are somebody because they God with skin on it. God said, I created them in their mother's womb. I blessed them before they knew they was blessed. Now, now they're down on their luck, and it seemed like the world is going up. He said, now I need you to come along beside them and help them so they don't be in lack. Now listen to the hustlers. For those who think you're slick, God will not touch anybody's mind to bless you because you reap what you sow. Some of us are in a situation because we don't give anything because we won't do anything for anybody else. Your day is coming. Your day is coming when you, when you refuse to help somebody. Your day is coming when you're going to need somebody to help you. It's, it's, it's some testimonies in here that says, I, uh, uh, I remember when. I, I remember when, when I didn't have nothing and God blessed me. I remember when I had everything and I thought I was everything and God took everything away from me. 
right? But watch this here. David says, I've never ever, watch me, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging bread. He said, I'm making a promise to you. If you give your life to me and show the manifestation of my power and love people, not only would you never lack, nor will your seed lack. You know, I, sent, I was telling, and I'm, and I'm done. We can stand, everybody stand up because I'm not going over today. I'm going to leave it next, I'm going to let Dale bring this thing home next week, right? Now, listen. Now, now, this is important, right? Uh, I, I tell you guys this testimony when my daughter was in college and I couldn't, I couldn't get down there, Tasha. You know how it is when you was, uh, you was down in Florida and, 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 and your son was struggling and, then, and you was making phone calls and, and God, God had people working on your behalf when you was down there. He said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging bread. He said, when, when you live it right and you show the true manifestation of my power in the life of people here, when your daughter go off to college, when your son go off to college, when they move to another state, don't worry because I got them covered over there. Yeah. 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 When your daughter car break down, you don't know somebody going to fix it for you. My, my, my daughter, car, uh, something happened to her car at 3 o'clock in the morning. She called me, and the police helped her. She was in Detroit, scared to death. And the police said, it'll be all right. I'm, I'm going to walk you through this process. Right? So, and so the police at the gas station helped out. She tore her car up and said, I didn't even know fixed her car. God will put people there. When you manifest, manifest his power, by loving people and caring for people because you can't do it unless you believe God is in you. So when you believe God is working in you, you refuse to hurt anybody. You refuse to hold on and not help out. God wants you to understand who you are in him. He want to manifest his power through you. He didn't give you the Holy Spirit for nothing. He gave you the Holy Spirit so people would know that he's alive in the earth. So, little Hill, when that girl elbow you, just wink at her. Because your, your girl's going to say, get her back. But you can't do it because when you get her back, you're getting God back. When you, when you think you're going to trip them back, you're tripping God. But they don't understand him in their life, but you do. See, they're they, they not going to understand because they don't have God, but you do. So you got to behave differently. So I challenge you to show the true manifestation of his power by changing the way you think today. Change your mindset and have a mindset to love and care for God's people wherever they are, even the ones who you think is not saved. Because those are the ones, Jesus said, I didn't come for the one that was healed. I was here for the sick people. So the ones who really fight out there, that's who you got to love the most because they need your love the most. They need your love the most. They need your love the most. They need it the most. And I promise you this here, those who, those who, I, I, um, this girl walked up to me today, and she gave me a hug, and she said, ooh, pastor, 
oh, Pastor, you just don't know what you, Pastor, you just don't know. I said, oh, baby, it's all right. She said, but you just don't know. I said, it's all right. She didn't realize that God had already told me before she even called me. I got up and said, God, what, what am I supposed to do? He said, just hold on. I'll send somebody. And here's the thing. He said, and I'm going to give you the resources for it. Now, and I'm done. Most of us want the blessing, but we don't want to be a blesser. We want somebody to bless us, but we don't want to be blessers. We don't want to give in the offering. Now listen to me. I want to hear you well because you guys don't give in your offering. Some of you all don't give. Now, hear me well. And you want God to bless But if you don't help nobody else, because we can only help people based on what you do. So if you hold back, we can't help nobody when they come. And you can't say you don't have it because you bought some shoes that cost $150. I went down the other day, and I, my, nep, my grandson, Jason, I probably need some shoes. That's why I said. I went and bought him some brand new shoes, some curry, curry, uh, curries, right? And, and I'm like, Right? Uh, but here's the thing. God blessed me to have the resources to be able to do it and bless somebody else. But if, if you don't do nothing, for, you won't have nothing the next time to do nothing. Don't make him shut up your bosom. Don't make a hole be in your pocket. Because God knows people need to be blessed, and they need to be blessed through you. And some of you all got it, but you refuse to give it because you're trying to hold on to it. Let's bow our heads. Lord, I thank you for each one of these saints of yours. Everyone, under the sound of my voice.